0: Live from an undisclosed location, this is the Gribble Nation Roadcast. And we're back with another episode of Just Passing Through here on the Gribble Nation Roadcast, fueled by Anchor FM. I'm your host, Dan Murphy. Good to have you with us tonight. We've got a few things to discuss. Um, The city of Washington has been in the news lately, and of course we have a new president uh, as of the other day. So I thought we would spend this episode talking about our current president's home state, quote unquote, or at least the state that he has represented professionally all the way back to the 1970s, and that is, of course, Delaware. Uh, He Joe Biden is, of course, the first president to uh, represent the state of Delaware. He served in the Senate uh, beginning all the way back in 1972 was when he was first elected. My mom was 11 years old when that happened. And so um, family members of mine have kind of always known uh, President Biden as uh, Uncle Joe. You know, he's always kind of had that uh, stature, uh, at least certainly to his constituents. Um, but, uh, we have, you know, of course he's the president now, which is obviously a recent development. And there are a couple of transportation landmarks that I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about, uh, because they now bear his name. And I want to start with, you know, we're going kind of off track a little bit here talking about railroads. You may not, uh, hear us talk too much about railroad infrastructure on the podcast, but uh, the Wilmington train station is uh, named for the now president. It was renamed in his honor in 2011. Uh, The station itself was built in 1907. It was originally known as uh, Wilmington Penn Station. The building itself is well over 100 years old and has been It's been restored at least a couple times there. There was a period there in the 70s and 80s when it was uh, saved from the wrecking ball and um, It's been restored and and the original building itself is still uh, the centerpiece of the station Um, And the station is named for the president as we said and you might be wondering well that's an interesting landmark to name for Uh, the then vice president and former senator and now president and the reason why it's named for him um, I think to understand that reason we have to go back to his years as a senator Um, he was elected for the first time in 1972 and one of the interesting things about him is that when he was elected on election day in 1972 Uh, He had not yet turned 30 years old, and that is significant because it is very well spelled out in U.S. law that the minimum age for a senator, for a U.S. senator, uh, is 30 years old. He was actually 29 years old and 300-something days old. Well, he turned 30 at his 30th birthday later in the month of November, so by the time he took the oath of office, uh, he had already passed his 30th birthday. Um, But there was something else that happened to him uh, in that interlude period between uh, Election Day and his initial swearing in for his first Senate term that really, I think, has come to or at least helped to set him on a course where he would be kind of forever linked with, you know, Amtrak and the railroad uh, industry in general. And that is the the tragic death of his first wife and his daughter in December of 1972. Um, I cannot imagine anyone having to live through that. I mean, mean, just think about the roller coaster that you have to be on, right? I mean, you, you win election in November, and you come very close to losing your entire family the following month. Within days of having to be sworn in to serve as a U.S. senator. I mean, it, it's just unimaginable. But he took the oath of office, I believe, from the hospital where his his son Bo was still uh, staying. And um, from the very beginning, you know, in the aftermath of all of that, he placed his primary emphasis on family. And he vowed that he would always be home to care for his family in the evenings after his days in Washington. So he rejected the notion of, you know, living in Washington full-time, and he was determined to be a commuting senator. And the way that he did that, right on through his Senate career, was to take the Amtrak train from his home in Wilmington all the way down to Washington, and in the, in the evenings he would come home. Yeah, every day on the train. Uh, And he did this, he kept this habit up for his entire, you know, three-plus decade tenure in the Senate. And uh, it's really an amazing story. And I I encourage you guys to read up more about it on your own time. Because, I mean, I could spend an entire episode just talking about his life story. But, um, you know, it really signifies the kind of person he is, that that he would... um, continue doing his work, yet also you know, pay as much attention as he did to the other things in life that were, of course, more important in that moment. Um, and so I think largely in recognition of this, you know, commuting habit that he had, which was born out of that uh, family tragedy, um, Delaware officials renamed the Wilmington station in honor of Joe Biden in 2011. Um, and It bears his name to this day. Uh, The other landmark in the state of Delaware that bears his name is a more, um, excuse me as this uh, garbage truck goes by me, um, is the Delaware service area on the Delaware Turnpike, I 95. Um, This service area was built along with the Turnpike in the early 1960s. It's, you know, it's in the style of a traditional Turnpike. Service area that you see built, you know, anywhere in the uh, in the eastern states, you know, like in New Jersey or New York or you know anywhere else. Um, in 2018, the Delaware State Legislature convened and passed a bill that renamed the Service Plaza the Biden Welcome Center in Delaware Service Area, uh, in recognition not just of the uh, former senator and former vice president and now president, but also in honor of his family in general, um, for their five decades of public service uh, to the state of Delaware while representing the people of Delaware in uh, public office. Uh, it's not just the now president who they are acknowledging with this name. It's also uh, the president's wife, Jill, um, and Joe's other son, Beau, who I mentioned briefly a few minutes ago. Um, Beau was a, uh, he served a, uh, Uh, in the Delaware National Guard. He, I believe, was deployed overseas in Afghanistan or Iraq, somewhere out that way. And he was a rising star politically. I believe he was the Delaware Attorney General for a period of time. Um, He contracted cancer several years ago and passed away in 2015. Um, And that is cited as one of the reasons why uh Joe Biden did not run for president in 2016 was it was he was dealing and coming to terms with the aftermath of that so the, the the Biden family in general has quite a a presence and quite a history you know in the last you know 5 decades in the state of Delaware and so the renaming of the service plaza uh commemorates not just the now president but also other members of his family who have uh, contributed so much to the state over the years, so that's a little bit of a history on Biden-named landmarks uh, in transportation uh, in Northern Delaware. And uh, one other thing that I would like to talk about—I kind of want to start diving into it in this episode—is you know the roads of Delaware in general. You know, I, th- I think if you if you pull the average road enthusiast, I think you would find that there's not much knowledge or not much chatter about the state of Delaware in terms of the hobby. Um, It's just not a state that comes up very often, and I think one of my missions here on the podcast as we go forward is to kind of try to change that a little bit, to kind of tell you guys about the roads of this state, um, and kind of do it in a way that kind of makes it more intriguing for you folks, and makes you want to learn more about it. Um, I, As I've mentioned before, I do have um, family members from Delaware who still live there today. They live in Wilmington, so it's an area that I travel to pretty frequently. Um, the roads in that state were some of my first favorite roads. You know, Not just roads, but also bridges. Um, you know, the Delaware Memorial Bridge was a favorite of mine and still is today. Um, so, you know, we want to spend some time here in, in future episodes also talking about the uh, the roads of Delaware and some of the landmarks that you find along the way, some of the stuff that you might not necessarily think about, uh, but is there and is worth talking about. Because as we like to say, of course, on Gribble Nation, uh, every road has a story, and that is definitely true in a state like Delaware, even though it's one that you don't necessarily think about. So one of the things that I think we should start off with uh, is the aforementioned Delaware Turnpike, which is signed as I-95. It's only about 11 miles long, but it packs a lot into its short length. Um, Along the way is, as I said, the service area that's named now for the Biden family It's located between exits 1 and 3, which is, so exit 1, the exit numbers reset as you're leaving Maryland and entering Delaware and heading east. So exit 1 is your standard, you know, cloverleaf interchange with Route 896 in Newark, and then there's the service plaza after that, and then after that there's a pretty oversized interchange at Route 273. And then there's an interchange with Routes 1 and 7 and Churchman's Crossing. And then the highway crosses what's known as uh, Churchman's March. Churchman's Marsh. And then you reach um, uh, the interchange at Exit 5, which is also known as the Newport Interchange. And that's where the, uh, the three interstates in Delaware, all three of them, they all converge at this one point just south of Wilmington. Uh, You have 95, which continues in the northeasterly direction through Wilmington itself. You have 495, which begins there and kind of follows the Delaware River, you know, around the east side of Wilmington as a bypass. And then 295 begins there and heads east uh, to the Delaware Memorial Bridge in New Jersey. Um, And then the, uh, the, the turnpike itself ends officially somewhere... It actually kind of follows two hundred and ninety-five briefly as it heads east towards Route thirteen. The actual cutoff uh, between the official end of the turnpike and the beginning of um, the what they call the Delaware Memorial Bridge approach is actually at an overpass right between uh, I ninety-five or the, you know the Newport interchange and what they call the Wilmington interchange, which is U.S. thirteen. Um, so there's actually a distinct dividing line there between the area that's DelDOT maintained and the area that's Delaware River and Bay Authority maintained because that agency, which also oversees the Delaware Memorial Bridge, is responsible for much of the uh, the interstate uh, approach to the bridge on the Delaware side. Uh, so there's there's an interesting little discussion that could be had there about where exactly the switchover happens i I believe that there is a there is a change of pavement that indicates it and again it's it's kind of at an arbitrary point between interchanges so it's not something that you might automatically think of or come up with we can get into a little bit of a discussion about where exactly the east end of the delaware turnpike is administratively uh the west end of it is far clearer because the end of it is right at the state line with Maryland um, and Delaware's Delaware's turnpike's most interesting feature or the feature that draws the most uh, eye rolls from uh, the road enthusiast community I would say occurs right at this west end of the highway where Del Dot was so kind to put a toll plaza in the early 1960s um, quick backstory on the Toll Plaza. It was here in early November 1963 where the dedication ceremony for the Delaware Turnpike took place. Uh, uh, the, uh, the ceremony was actually one of the final public engagements uh, by president john f kennedy prior to his assassination and later in november down in dallas i believe the dedication was about 10 days prior to his assassination um other dignitaries were present um at this ceremony obviously the governors of delaware and maryland were present there was also some guy at the ceremony whose name was robert moses i don't know maybe some of you guys have heard of him but he was also present at this opening ceremony um so they opened on that day, it wasn't just the Delaware side of the highway that they opened on that day. There was also a section of the highway in Maryland leading to the southwest uh, towards Baltimore that opened. So you had basically like a, I think it amounted to about a, a 50 mile stretch of highway that was opened on that day. The the northern and easternmost 11 miles of which were the Delaware Turnpike section. Um, so as part of the turnpike itself, um, there was a toll plaza built uh, on the main line between the the westernmost exit, which is exit 1 nowadays, Route 896, and the easternmost uh, Maryland exit, which is Route 279 near Elkton. And people have, you know been arguing for years in the road enthusiast community that this toll plaza should be removed and it is a terrible thing and uh, all this interesting stuff. And, um, you know, I'm not of the opinion that toll plazas should be removed. I mean, look, if you don't want to pay the toll, then don't pay it. There's plenty of ways to go around these things. And in fact, the one on the Delaware Turnpike is one of the easier ones to skip. So... You know, save your time complaining about it and just use that time going around it. That's what I say. Uh, this practice, by the way, is known within the hobby as shun piking. You know, you're going to probably hear this term uh, multiple times in future podcast episodes. But basically, shun piking means that, say, you're on a toll road and there's a toll coming up. And so to get around that toll because you don't want to pay it, you'll exit the highway, like the exit before the toll, and then you'll re-enter the highway at a point beyond the toll um, so that you won't be paying whatever that toll rate is at this plaza that you're seeking to get around. Or by re-entering the highway at a different location, you'll be paying a toll at a reduced rate than you would have if you had Just stayed on the highway going straight the whole time. So a lot of road enthusiasts use this practice Which again is known as shun piking and one of its more popular Applications anywhere is here at the Delaware Turnpike in Newark Um, There are multiple ways to get around it. So for instance, if you're coming from Delaware um I think probably the most straightforward way to do it would be to get off at 896, which is exit 1, and then go north, and then follow a combination of Christina Parkway and Route 279 to reconnect with I-95 on the Maryland side of the border, uh, downstream of the toll plaza, where you can then re-enter the highway um, without a toll charge. Um... And then, if, if you were, say you were coming from Maryland, you would just repeat this, you know, path just in reverse, right? You would get off at two seventy nine, head head north towards Newark, uh, enter Delaware, and then come back down uh, eight ninety six to reenter uh, the highway in Newark. Now, what's interesting about the shun piking thing in Newark is that the Delaware State Police have gotten pretty smart about the whole thing and what they've noticed what they had been noticing was that more and more heavy truck traffic was exiting uh and trying to do this whole shun piking deal that i've that i've just outlined for you so they've actually installed uh, weight limits and weight restrictions on uh the roads immediately around these two exits where people like to do this whole shun piking deal uh and they've and they actually do enforce the weight restrictions. They have state police troopers, you know, placed along the route. And they have been known to pull over trucks who were overweight. And so, hey, I would say that in that case, you're probably better off if you're a truck just driving straight through the toll plaza rather than uh, risking the the fine or whatever the ticket would be for being overweight on a state highway, I don't know what that is, but, um, so Delaware does enforce the weight restriction stuff, and they have done a pretty good job in recent years of keeping trucks on the highway, you know, going through the toll plaza, rather than just, you know, screwing around on the local roads trying to, uh, you know, avoid paying whatever the toll rate is for a a heavy vehicle. So yeah, that's the Delaware Turnpike for you, um... It's 11 miles. There's not a whole lot to it. Um, it's got a toll that can be easily bypassed if you're driving a lightweight vehicle and it's got a service plaza that's that bears the name of uh, our current President Biden. So it's an interesting little topic to bring up um, today especially uh, given the change of administration. Uh, one other thing that I do want to mention you know, as far as tolls are concerned, you know, before I before I close this topic, is that uh, when the turnpike was built in the '60s, it did have ramp tolls at the interchanges. So at Eight Ninety Six, Two Seventy Three, and Route Seven, uh, the ramp tolls were removed sometime in the 1970s. There's been every once in a while you hear rumors about possibly putting them back in, reinstating them, but they never seem to really go anywhere. I don't expect them to go anywhere anytime soon. I really think DelDot is focused on making upgrades in place and also adding new infrastructure further south in the state. They're really not concerned about um, adding new infrastructure along 95, at least on the toll road section. So I think you're going to be safe from uh, any new tolls on 95. But the the toll plaza in Newark is not going anywhere. Sorry, folks. Sorry, you road geeks out there who want it gone. I I hear you. I just don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal myself and I I don't think that Dell Dot is in the mood to remove what is frankly a major source of revenue for them. Uh, if you consider the revenue that Dell Dot generates from the ninety five tolls, the uh, the Route One tolls from, you know, Wilmington on down to Dover, and we'll talk about Route One in a future episode. But um, just those roads alone generate so much revenue for the state that it's impossible to envision Delaware having competent infrastructure without that revenue source. So you're not going to get rid of those anytime soon. I wouldn't expect Delaware to be dumb enough to actually think it's a good idea. so, yeah, and and, and in the case of 95, an argument can be made that once they get rid of it, there wouldn't be a a mechanism in place for them to ever reinstate it because of, you know, depending on how you read some of the legal documentation, you know, I-95 is on the interstate system, so in theory, it's not supposed to have a toll along it because that, because the interstate system is federally funded anyway, so there's this, there's this there's this point of contention between you know having the interstate system in place and then having tolls charged on the interstate system when it's already receiving federal funds for its existence in the first place. uh very messy, you know I would have to probably talk to a lawyer to figure out all that nonsense, but uh the point stands that if DelDot dot ever got rid of the toll in Newark, there probably wouldn't be a way for them to reinstate it due to federal law so um, that's just another reason for them to never seriously consider it because they would never want to cut off that revenue source if they never had a way to get back in at some point in the future so I don't think there's much to watch there I think we're gonna I don't think you're gonna see anything change I think the tolling situation there is gonna maintain status quo for uh, well beyond the foreseeable future And with that, I think we're going to uh, wrap this episode up. Um, Really hope you've enjoyed this overview of um, or introduction into the roads of Delaware. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing more of these episodes in the future. Um, Kind of getting you guys acquainted with some of my favorite landmarks in the state and also kind of the history of the major roads in the first state. I think that would be a good thing to do with this podcast going forward. I um, hope you enjoyed the uh, the overview with about the uh, the Wilmington train station and the uh, the Biden service area. Uh, and again I, I encourage you to look up more of the stuff you know that's related to the train station and, and Biden's uh, political and, and family life and his, especially in his early years as a senator. it's really it's really an amazing story that I, I could never really do justice to um, in a simple little, Podcast episode like this, so definitely check that out. Um, one other thing I want to bring up <clears throat> before I sign off uh, if you folks have any questions or comments or anything that you would like me to address uh, on the podcast, you can get in touch with me. Um, my email address is that's RoadwayWiz, that's R O A D W A Y W I Z at gmail.com that's RoadwayWiz at gmail.com if you would like to have your email read on the air during a future podcast episode feel free to drop me a line say hello uh ask me a question about anything you'd like um would love to hear from you guys would love to know what you think about the podcast how we can uh improve things how we can do things better topics that you would like for me to discuss in future episodes um always interested to know what my listeners are thinking about and what they would like me to address so um, let's give that a shot you know let's see what you guys have to say you know give me a shout at that email address and uh, I'm sure I'll uh, I mean I'm you know if your request is reasonable I'm sure I'll I'll do the best I can for you so with that we're gonna sign off thank you very much for listening to this episode of just passing through I look forward to speaking with you guys again in our next episode. Take it easy. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to uh, an episode of the Gribble Nation roadcast. Uh, We hope uh, you get to listen to us again soon. Have a good one.